articles about entrepreneurship make it sound almost as though you start a business, work hard on it for a few years, and then just reap the results. As if everything goes in a smooth, straight line. But reality isn't like that. Entrepreneurship is more often like a maze. A few steps forward, a roadblock, a pivot, then a few steps forward again, till you eventually figure out how to make money or realize that you've hit upon a dead end. What do you do then? Do you give up and get a job? Or do you start all over? And when do you know you need to keep going? Today we talk with Nishit Rawat, my friend and batchmate from the Indian Institute of Management, who started and persevered through multiple businesses, learning, pivoting, refining his ideas, till he finally realized his dream with his latest venture, Luvium. We're going to ask him about his journey, as well as lessons that he's learned that you could apply to your own venture. But before we begin, a couple of quick reminders. If you like this episode, and I am sure you will, please do rate it five stars and please follow the show so you don't miss out on any of the great guests we have coming up. Also, if you need a recap, please feel free to head over to crazytalk.online to read the full transcript. So with that said, Nishit, welcome to Shop Talk. It's really a pleasure to have you with us today. Hey, thank you so much, Amit. Really happy to be here. Maybe before we start, perhaps we could start with a short intro. Tell us, you know, like a very brief, you know, idea of your journey so far and also something about Bluvium to kind of give context to our listeners. Yeah, so Amit, Bluvium is an IT services firm. We are headquartered in California and Silicon Valley. You know, we are about roughly 60 people now globally between US and India. We just started our operations in Canada. We serve uh, mostly companies in the US, several of which are publicly listed large organizations. Quite a few of them are very well-funded startups, unicorns and so on. And most of our focus is on helping companies sell more effectively with their in their business-to-business processes with their lead-to-cash workflows that they have using tools like Salesforce. When we were chatting earlier, you mentioned to me that it's like entrepreneurship is something that you saw early on. And uh, this is something that's kind of shaped pretty much your entire life. So could you share a little bit about that? That's right, Amit. So I, I was very fortunate to be born in a business family in India. My father and two of my uncles, they run a business together, which they had started by themselves. And I had seen their story up close where, you know, they came with nothing when they established themselves in Calcutta from Rajasthan. And and they grew that business into a fairly large firm with hundreds of people working in it. And all of that, you know, looking at it up close and seeing them live their daily lives, demystified business to a large extent, right? What I could see was that, you know, there were opportunities all around. And a lot of it was about persisting with uh, trying to follow up on those opportunities and keeping at it, right? I mean, often I would see things which my dad was trying to do, which would not work out. But then often I would also see things that were working out. So, you know, what I felt early on, which I think I kind of learned there is that Business is not about just picking up something and that working out. Business is about trying out different things and some of which work out and then doubling down on things that work out. Yeah, that's right. And this is why I think, you know, everybody talks about how people from Rajasthan have 
business in their blood and i guess maybe that's the case for you as well but it's not so much about it being in the blood it's about i think observing from an early age and absorbing those lessons exactly like what you said so you know the first time we met each other was uh, while doing our mba and then we actually went and worked at the same company as well so you worked at the company for a while but then i know you went back to work with your family business so why why did you make that decision so actually i didn't make that decision that decision was somewhat made for me because there was an implicit expectation that i'll go back to the family business and run it and i tried to do that but i wasn't very good at it and it wasn't the kind of business that i enjoyed so you know i was there for almost a year and a half two years but it didn't work out so i went back to a corporate job after that right okay and then so you worked at the corporate job for some time but then i know you actually not only left that you also left india so uh, how did that work out that is interesting amit as a child i wanted to travel abroad and live abroad i wanted to experience other cultures if you had asked me back then i would have said you know probably somewhere in europe is where i wanted to go and live but i you know i wanted to go abroad and that time technology jobs were so so easily available and then it was easy to come to the us with them so i was working for julet packard they had a project in the us i was working on a client project here hp wasn't uh, that flexible with processing green cards for people who had moved so i took up a job with a smaller consulting firm at that time it was called serene corporation it was a firm that was founded by two or three co-founders one of whom was a senior from iim calcutta that gave me a fairly good insight into how it consulting the kind of work that we do now works they were doing fantastic work with really large customers some of the stars of that time competing with the likes of oracle and big players like deloitte to win these projects which i could see firsthand i think it was a blessing in disguise that i was working for a small firm because i was much more privy to what was going on from a business end also i was part of their selling motions and pre-sales conversations trying to go pitch to customers and i could see that the team there was doing the founders were doing those were things that i could also do you know i could do as well as they were doing so i think that instant sense of confidence in me that the industry and the kind of work that i was in were things that i could do fairly well so that was a start and uh, serene was kind enough to start my green card processing and as i was at serene what ended up happening was that i got what is known as an employment authorization document and that meant that i could work either for a company that was processing my green card or i could even work for myself and during that time it also so happened that some of the colleagues that i was working with at serene and with whom i had previously worked at the project i was doing with the hp also they were bidding for a very large project they had to also integrate all the it systems including at that time their crm system sebel which is what i specialized in so this group of friends they were bidding for that project even though it was a ragtag team of six or seven people and that was a team that was bidding for that project against deloitte and infosys and they came and asked me if i would like to join that it was quite interesting because the initial bid for us was for a six week engagement to just do discovery and business analysis for that project with 
obviously an implicit assumption that if we did that well then we'll get follow on work also and on that basis i quit my job you know i we bid for that project we got it for the first 6 weeks and after we got that work we actually continued to do a lot of work for them right i mean that initial project transformed into us becoming their preferred vendor for fairly significant projects that they did across the world so that gave me great experience you know i traveled quite a bit which was like again fulfilling of my dream of seeing the world but it also again showed me at least in the work that i did i could execute well right we could sell as a team together and that we could compete with infosys on one side or deloitte on the other and the client would still prefer us as long as we kept delivering quality and we are talking about a company that was one of the largest biotech firms in the world this is really interesting nishit so there was a role of luck over here because you got this employment authorization but after that you realized that you can actually do what you know bigger companies or at least established companies are doing as well as they can so it means that there's an element of self belief over here that actually drove all of this stuff to happen and that self belief is also what i guess prompted you to take what any of us would consider a risk of giving up a job to do something which only has a 6 week time frame with an uncertain future after that so i think that is really impressive i i think so amit and i think again you know there's an element of preparation that right because before that in all of these years that i was doing consulting or i was working in jobs these were the areas that I had specialized in so i was not trying to do something completely different so there was an element of risk but there was also an element of knowing that you know if nothing works out it's not like i'll never find another job so it's like a managed risk in that sense and business i think is about a lot about that i think people have this romanticized notion that an entrepreneur is just jumping off a cliff with no safety net but in reality i think many successful entrepreneurs actually know what they are doing it's a calculated risk so you did this project and it actually extended beyond the 6 weeks and became many many years and then what happened by the time you know i was doing consulting i was traveling very frequently and traveling internationally quite a bit towards the end we had our second child it was becoming increasingly hard for me to travel and for my family as well so i wanted to get off the consulting journey there and at some point like i told you you know i had to get back to an employer with whom i could get a green card ultimately it seemed like the right time to go back to a job so i went and worked for a few years during which time again it was in a related line of work so i continued to learn what i was doing this whole lead to cash space i continued to build my expertise in that but at the same time i was able to get my green card so why did you not just continue working with them or take up other jobs so i think it's two things that are there right one is that i think right from a long time even while i was in jobs i wanted to do something on my own and i think in part because you know i had come from a business family i'd seen people do those things so it didn't feel very unreasonable to try something out but otherwise also i felt you know there's some fun in doing something on your own trying to build something out so I, it's not like i had a major epiphany or anything but it was always in the back of my mind and the other aspect was that it wasn't like i was a big shot right i wasn't in a very senior role or anything so it wasn't that i had a lot to lose 
So for me, when I got my green card, I felt that this is a chance for me, given my age and given my circumstances, to actually go all in and try something out. Initially, I was planning to start something with one of the co-founders of Serene, where for a few months we worked on business together. But then we didn't have an alignment on vision and everything else. So then we parted ways, and I started Bluevium, and this was in 2016. you know because of just the way things had panned out it just so happened that at the beginning of 2016 i was out of job i didn't have a partner because the other partnership that i was pursuing hadn't worked out and i didn't have a consulting gig or any other way of getting any revenue and in my case living here in california and silicon valley it's expensive and my wife wasn't working then either so you know i was living off our limited savings and without a job without anything Uh, but i also had a self belief i would say that i knew that you know it wasn't that was going to be the case for me for very long i recognized the fact that with the kind of skills that i had it would not be very hard for me to find at least a consulting gig and it just so happened that even as i was out of job and out of any kind of work you know once i reached out to people i in fact posted on my linkedin profile itself that i was open to work and looking for a gig I got one very quickly through a friend and you know that kind of started the journey for me. Wow, essentially you are at a point where you aren't working in a job, the partner that you are going to work with, you've parted ways with and you're living off your savings and without even a client. So definitely uh, I would say for most people it would have been a stressful time, but your thought process was that well, you know, I'm I have a valuable skill set so worst case you know again I can go back to doing something so again it becomes like a calculated risk it does i mean the risk was that maybe if i try to go back to a job maybe it will be a less paying job maybe it will be a less senior role right all those things are always possible but that was a risk that i was willing to take right i mean i wasn't too charmed by the idea that you know i might grow through the corporate ranks so th- in that sense it was okay for me and i knew that you know over the years i had built enough relationships that you know if i reached out to enough people when an opportunity arose they will want to work with me again so i knew that you know there will be possibility for me to get back okay so you posted this you know your request on linkedin and then you got something actually through that which is quite cool in a way yeah actually this is really interesting it was in less than an hour that a friend called me one of our batchmates from iim calcutta only and he had some opening where he wanted to bring me in as a consultant and he helped me get started i'm really grateful to him because that was the start of my journey wow that's great and it's also nice to know that networks actually do come of use like at the time when you need them okay so you got this role and so now you had like within quotes business how did you move forward from here so actually it wasn't the business that i had hoped it would be to start with because i was hoping you know our that partnership thing would work out and you know there was money there there was a team already established so you know now this was a singleton business so it was basically me doing consulting but this was fine because this was paying the bills and and some more it was also giving me the opportunity to spend time and network with people and do something so i would just you know set up meetings with people i would meet people over coffee lunch dinner however i could a lot of it was to first degree connections at various companies people that had worked with in the past could move through the companies 
or it was through second degree connections where you know i would reach out to somebody at a company they would not know me but then i would know somebody else who would make an introduction so i kept trying those avenues and generally people were happy to meet me and talk to me in the process you know i kept networking and i met with somebody who was running finance where they were going to do a fairly large program where they wanted to reimplement their entire e-commerce engine which is a pretty big deal so it's not a small project and he wanted somebody who understood these types of processes where i fit in fairly well again because of my past experience so he wanted me to come in as a consultant instead he was also very understanding of the fact that for me the goal was not to work as a consultant in our kind of business if you're starting out one of the entry barriers for a company like rubia at its start is that we can't become vendors for large companies there's too many hindrances to that but because you know akshay wanted me there and because over a period of time i had established trust with them it made us a vendor which helped out a lot while i was working i was continuing to constantly network with people so that at least they knew what i was looking for at least they had an idea that i was out there in the market during that time one of my colleagues had moved as head of sales strategy and operations he was trying to achieve something similar with their whole back end e-commerce system so he wanted me to come in there and help them out so then now you know i got another gig in the process so you know slowly bluegram was becoming slightly bigger than me doing just consulting at least i had a few big clients that i could say we were working with and many of these clients as i understand it are from you know the fact that you'd built relationships in your past life and also from this continuous prospecting like you know where you're constantly selling in some way as like a back burner activity that is exactly right amit and i think what followed is also very interesting towards the end it just so happened that project came to an end and my colleagues also had to stop the project that they were trying to do and i was without any kind of consulting gig so similar position as i was in 2016 so i was pretty much home i didn't have anything to do because i didn't have any consulting going on i had a lot of self doubts right i was thinking that you know the path i had taken the years that i had spent were well spent or not right obviously i could look around and i could see a lot of my batchmates and a lot of my colleagues were progressing in their corporate careers rightly so you know i was doing okay as a consultant and i knew i would find another gig like into it or at last in eventually but i was also afraid that that was how far i was reaching and i would stay a solopreneur but i think along with that feeling i always knew at the back of my mind that if i can go through this phase then i can also go through so many more things i was okay financially i could still sustain myself and luckily for me my family my wife were very accommodating and not pushy at all so she was very helpful and during that time i had also been reaching out to other folks and one of those companies where i had been prospecting with the director there and it had been starts and stops right he knew what i wanted he had tried to get me into some projects but you know nothing worked out and during that time i think this was in november sometime if i remember right he gave me a call one day and he said let's meet up for lunch so we met for lunch and in that lunch he basically said this 3 billion dollar unicorn needs to change its market strategy we are coming up with these new offerings that need to go live in april 
I can't change that. We are in November right now. I need to get an IT project done because if that is not done, we'll not be able to support this go-to-market strategy. Accenture is an incumbent, but they don't have the resources to implement this. If you can build a team, come to me and show that you have a team, uh, you have a chance. And then what happened is that that was lunch. Maybe we had that lunch on Tuesday. And because again, I had been networking so extensively, I knew a really strong Salesforce CPQ te technical architect, which was necessary for this kind of an engagement, who was a freelancer. So I reached out to him. We had already connected in the past. So it wasn't a cold introduction or anything like that. When we met up, we decided to go and bid for it together. And he came along, we bid for that project. And just because of the fact that, you know, I had a lot of functional expertise on that, the guy I went with, who's a partner now in Duvium, he had a lot of technical expertise, said, okay, guys, I trust you. I think you can execute. I'll sign an SOW with you. So you go write it up, but form a team so that you can actually execute. And this was, you know, and this was very short notice. I don't remember the exact number of days, but I think Tuesday we met for lunch, Thursday we discussed this, Friday we signed an SOW, Monday we are supposed to begin work. That weekend, you know, I was working with my brother in India. We were basically advertising on LinkedIn and Facebook groups and everywhere else that we needed freelancers to work on a Salesforce CPQ project and interviewing people through the night. And it just so turned out that we found a few people who could do freelancing for us. And that was the beginning of Lumbium beyond me as an, a solo consultant to a company that was now taking on a project with multiple people executing it. And with a big client and also a high profile project, <laughs> must have been stressful as anything. It was. And I think what helped there was obviously the client was extremely, extremely helpful. But the rest of the team was fantastic too. I think we really put in a lot of effort. I mean, there were times there I wasn't billing the client for my hours, but I was running program for them. You know, there were times where I would set up alarms in the middle of the night, right, every three hours so that I could do check-ins with India team. And that went on for a few months. Wow, that's crazy. But I guess that's the hustle, right? I mean, this is your shot, essentially. It is your shot, Amit. And it is important that you do that. Because, you know, for me, the biggest thing there was trust on us. and. It was something critical to deliver and we had to do it, right? There was no way that we were not going to deliver that. And if I had to go beyond, you know, what I would normally do, I had to do that. That's right. And so it's so important to build that credibility, right? And that's why you can't just, you know, as they say, phone it in. You have to stand out from other people by just being that much better. Absolutely. Ultimately, you know, in a lot of ways, people buy from people, people work with people. It is all about the trust and credibility that you build. And it is easy to fritter that away by being casual or careless about it. If you're going to, you know, you need to put in that effort it, and it works both ways, right? I can tell you honestly that we could not have executed that project without his team being extremely supportive, but they could not have executed it without us going beyond and doing it for them. So essentially you built a great partnership and that partnership was laid on the foundation of relationship building that you'd already done over a long, long time before anything like this happened. And then executing and showing that you're worth the partnership. 
that's really a great lesson actually nishit for everybody listening okay so now you have this project you're a real company you've gone beyond being a single person so what happens next i think you know what happens next i think in a lot of ways if you specialize in something and if you execute well then things become easier in certain ways right now we had credibility because we had executed on a project like this we had a story to tell we had a team some of the freelancers who worked with us they joined us full time and you know slowly we started to grow an organization around it and because we had executed that project that became a long term contract for us this we did in 2018 since then our team has just been working with them continuously so that gave us revenue to then invest in people building out a team getting to more customers and slowly you know we expanded from there you know we started that way that small team of freelancers today we are about 60 people globally and growing and i think you know in that process what we've done is we we began establish that kind of credibility with our customers we try to be true partners to them we understand that the reason they bring us in is because they are trying to achieve their goals and we make it important that as a company we understand that you know the only way we succeed is when they succeed so we try to stick to those core values and i think it's worked out well for dubium this is a really great story nishit so one of the kind of big things that i'm taking away from this is that it takes more than just one person's determination and ambition and passion of course that person is the catalyst for everything but a lot of things seem need to also fall in place which you need to orchestrate but they need to fall in place for this to work absolutely i mean so i you know i've read i think there was a ted talk or i read an article about catching the winds of luck what she mentions is that you have to keep taking small risks because you know when you do that it's like a kite right if you're flying then you know when the wind comes you'll catch it if you don't even try that then it doesn't work out so you have to constantly keep working at it so tell me something last question from my side uh, you're in the bay area you probably know i don't know tons of people who have startups like the you know the vc funded style startups and maybe some of them are the unicorns or on their way to being a unicorn so do you think about that as a path for bluevm going forward sometimes i get fomo but often i don't and when i do then i constantly remind myself that everything is not about numbers and everything is not about hyper growth i have friends who are doing that and who are doing that very very well when i look at them i look at them with awe respect admiration some amount of jealousy but on the other hand i also recognize that it doesn't matter that doesn't have to be my journey what i remind myself constantly is that you know i need to stay focused at what we do well as a company and if we continue to do that well then there's a path ahead for us right it services is a great place to be you can build great products but ultimately the solutions have to work and you need smart people to make that work can we become more than this i hope so but i think where we are is a great place to i think that's a really good kind of place for us to end this chat because you know we started shop talk with the thought process that you know all of us just keep hearing about startups and unicorns and stuff like that but like you shared that's not on the only definition of success and in fact it's not even the majority of of success most things are actually more like businesses like yours which are very successful and as you keep going it will continue to be so 
I think so, Amit. My takeaway from some of the learnings I've had is that mostly as a business, you know, be commercially minded. Think about making sure that at least at some point you can see yourself making money as a business. And secondly, as you do so, maybe focus on some areas that you excel in, right? Be Try to be the best that you can be, right? I mean, in one area, if you're good, if you can focus in on that, and if you can make money there, then there's an opportunity. And then, you know, whether you become a billion dollar company or a million dollar company, those are numbers beyond a point. Ultimately, there's a joy in building anything. I think you put it really well. And Nishit, thanks a lot for sharing your journey with us. As you were speaking, I was noting down some of uh, the lessons that I draw from this journey. So if you don't mind, I'll just summarize them for our listeners. The first thing, and I think this is an underpinning of everything that you said, which is don't be afraid of risk. Know that it's there and learn to manage it. And this is something you've seen even with your parents' generation. And that's something that you've taken to heart. The second thing I observed was that you're flexible in approach in terms of how you get to where you want to go, but you're very clear about where you want to go. So initially it was about, you know, the ability to live in the US and the green card and everything around that. And so a lot of decisions were made around it. And then it was about family and being able to spend time with your kids and so on. And then about your specific ambitions, like what kinds of work do you want to do? And yes, you did other kinds of work, but you always had that as a North Star. A third point I took away was understanding your value to the client and not being afraid to ask for what you need, both in terms of, I guess, the money, but also in terms of the flexibility and the way you want to deliver. Fourth point, this was also, I think, a common thread, which is to always be prospecting, selling, building networks. And when you've got the client, make sure you deliver so well that you set up the relationship for the future as well. Many of your clients went to other places and rehired you either as an employee or as a consultant and so on. One quote that stuck out in my head was people buy from people that they trust. So it's not always about the best product, the best price, best other things on a brochure. It's really about the people um, and the relationships. You did mention just now about being commercially minded and knowing whether whatever you're doing will make money in the end. And that's true because again, as a entrepreneur, not VC funded. You have to make money otherwise, how will it sustain? I took away some of the hustle as well. That story of yours about, you know, finding people over a weekend and starting work on a Monday is incredible. So having to hustle and adapt on a day-to-day basis, uh, but also willing to be in it for the long term. Your journey, like in many cases, was prepared years before the actual thing. And the, the last point is about FOMO being a unicorn. Yes, it is real. But as you're saying, business is about building something that you love and that you're good at and that people will respect you for. And that itself will enable its own growth. And yes, maybe you won't be a unicorn or a billion dollar company, but you will be something that you're proud of. And I think that was a wonderful lesson actually for us. So Nishit, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you being here with us. And for uh, folks who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. You'll find the show notes at crazytalk.online and also a link to Bluvium in case you'd like to learn more about Nishit and the company that he's shaped over the last five or six years. Do remember to follow or subscribe. And if you like this episode, I totally loved it. And I've taken away a lot of lessons for our own podcast as well. So if you like this episode, please show your appreciation with a five-star rating. So Nishit, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Amit. It was a pleasure. 
and uh, for everyone tuning in we were nishit and amit with uh, shop talk see you next time